the aerospace industry is quite an important industry. And as they say in our field, those who control the skies would really control the military landscape. That was Faisal Albanai, Chief Executive and Managing Director of UAE Defense Conglomerate, EDGE. You are listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Kelsey Warner, Future Editor. Albanai, who is also the Secretary General of the Advanced Technology Research Council, spoke to me during the Global Aerospace Summit this week. We discussed lessons learned for the defense industry from the pandemic, the UAE's ambitions for drones, if there is a red line on use of such capabilities in the historic Abraham Accord. Here it is. Edge was a relative newcomer, you know, prior to the pandemic. And now this is the first conference that Edge is hosting jointly with Mubadala. Why is the Global Aerospace Summit relevant to Edge this year in particular? And what are you hoping to get out of this week? I think, uh, as we all know, the aerospace industry is quite an important industry. And as they say in our field, those who control the skies would really control the military landscape in this regard. Combined to that, I think the lessons and the shock we all took from COVID-19, we all realized the importance of the aerospace industry and how it's critical to our logistics and movement of people in this regard. I mean, just what happened due to COVID and how it affected the aerospace industry, it disrupted many parts of our lives, supply chain, travel, everything in this regard. And last is when we look at the aerospace industry, the type of innovation and technologies that are coming through, uh, especially when it comes to the defense side, fusing in electronic warfare, fusing in intelligence, fusing in smaller, more precise uh, weapons, and leveraging the aerospace industry for a lot of these things, makes this for a very important domain uh, for us overall as edge and really for the defense sector in general. I'm wondering what the actual impact of the pandemic was on the business of EDGE. Has it made you rethink or reprioritize localization efforts, which I know are always top of mind, or even the upskilling of the youth of the UAE? I mean, the pandemic definitely gave all of us globally a wake-up call in terms of really planning for the unexpected or the unimaginable. I think it happens probably once in every you know, few lifetimes. It definitely raised how we really have to manage health sector. Uh, we saw the effects in the global stock markets. We saw the effects on the aviation sector. And I think what it did is, if we look at what happened here in the country, the commercial sector, of course, globally got hit in all, all kinds of uh, domains. The defense sector, maybe a little bit less in, in most countries. We were a bit fortunate because the country took a number of swift actions overall as a country and as a defense sector. So the kind of impact on the military readiness was there, but was minimized. Uh, But I think the lessons learned and things that we need to really watch for going forward is how do we really better plan for military readiness in this kind of a disruption? If something like this happens again, maybe it's another virus, maybe it's another thing. How do we better plan for military readiness from a, a supply chain point of view, from a you know, planning for a point of view in this regard. How do we look at supply chain overall, not just from an operational point of view for military, but, you know, you're buying goods, you're buying material uh, across uh, across the world. And 
a major lesson is really get most of the world woke up realizing, hey, this component I don't really produce locally. I have to import this from all over the world. And no one really thought about it before because reality, you could order it and it's just a flight away. I think with such a pandemic, you start realizing very small things uh, that some countries didn't really have. It's not that they can't do it, but it's just they took it for granted that they can get it from across the globe. Is there anything else that you're eyeing these days that kind of came up top of mind during COVID that you realized that the UAE could prioritize? I mean, UAVs was something you announced late last year, which is very exciting. In relation to the lessons from COVID, it's not really the products as a product. It's more of the subsystems and the components. It's really looking at which further building blocks we need to own here, whether certain type of board manufacturing or chip manufacturing or other things, where without it, you don't have a product there. So even if you had the people working in the factory, even if you have all of these things, if you don't have some of the building blocks, you're out. Uh, I mean, the world realizes that you know, it, it doesn't have the right ventilators in that regard, the building blocks for ventilators. And they came from all over the world. I think for the defense industry, it's looking at all the building blocks from chips to board to other things and seeing which ones are critical for continuity of our defense sector. And I think at large, looking at then how do you set up better policies, better processes to be able to deal with such a shock again, everything from how do you really manage a well-transitioned controlled environment to contain virus, to policies of how do people move around. I think every country had their own procedures and policies. I don't think any of the procedures and policies really had to deal with this type of a scale, this type of an impact in this regard. And I think everyone really had to learn and adapt on the go. I think when this happens again down the line, I think we should be much more prepared. This region, for better or for worse, is an epicenter of drone use. What is EDGE's position on autonomous technology? Do you have a red line or a policy on the use of autonomous aircraft? And what are your priorities in terms of developing these capabilities locally? I think the aerospace industry is going through further, let's call it, iterations and evolutions in this regard. So, yes, most of the original days of aerospace was to fly a man. and get the man in the air and started getting one man until, you know, half the world is flying uh, by air. I think later on you start seeing the capabilities of bringing in drones and really removing the man from being on these platforms to further, frankly, add security to these individuals, especially in the defense uh, sector. I think with that in, drone industry and UAV industry is here to stay and grow and, frankly, to dominate. And I think if we look at today the drone industry overall, not just the defense, we're nearly talking about nearly $100 billion annually. It's a massive industry. 70% of it is military. 30% is, you know, all these DJI drones and the toy drones and everything else that, that, uh, that you buy. But they're all growing at a very fast pace. And I think the reason driving all of these things is it enables to do much more complex missions down the line without putting human being in the loop. When I say in the loop, at least to start with, it wasn't human being on the platform itself and putting himself in the danger. And more and more, it starts going to even reducing the amount of human interaction with the drone and adding much more AI to these platforms. You saw us introducing the Garmusha as our first VTOL in the UAE. 
I think by next year, early next year, come my next time, you will see us announcing a number of UAV platforms uh, in this regard. And we mentioned when we launched, UAV and drones and autonomous capabilities are a strategic need for our future. We are a small population. We really want to use technology as a force multiplier for us and to really catch up and be in, among the leading nations when it comes to these capabilities. So you will definitely be hearing come beginning of next year on a number of announcements other than what we announced as Garmusha. And I think we are quite excited in that field. I hope the transition to this question then isn't too ham-fisted, but I want to ask you about the normalization of relations with Israel, which is an autonomy and AI leader globally. So for EDGE, does this signify anything yet? Do you have anything in the pipeline? I think as we all witnessed in the last few weeks, UAE has UAE government and UAE leadership has embarked on a historic decision that really is, is there to bring peace to the region and really move the ball forward. And it's a major sign of the country's tolerance, a major sign of the country's future looking in this regard. And and really uniting the region and really being able to deal with, with different conflicts that we have. So I think with that normalization and with that opening up in, in Israel, it's only natural that we will start discussing multiple sectors from banking to general technology to defense sector, and that this marks another milestone of further cooperation that can take forward, you know, leveraging the type of decision that leadership has taken. My last question for you is I kind of want to take a step back and talk about actually who you are in the background that you bring to your current role. You were in cybersecurity, you founded and were the managing director of the Abu Dhabi firm Dark Matter prior to joining Edge. And you were recently named secretary general at the Advanced Technology Research Council. And so what we're seeing now is this convergence of cybersecurity and actual physical security. I'm wondering from you, how does this inform your work at Edge? And is the importance of cybersecurity on the modern day battlefield overhyped? Or what are the threats? What are you seeing? Looking at the domain, the domain we're in, I think the reason country has embarked on creating edge or creating the advanced technology research council in that regard, many people look at it as okay, the creation of edge is purely there for the defense sector. Yes, for sure it's there for the defense sector. But I think there is a larger umbrella, which will touch on the point that you're highlighting. The larger umbrella is on one side, yes. The country spends billions of dollars on defending itself. And yes, we used to buy products from outside and, you know, Edge is created today uh, to be able to create more sovereign capability. But Edge is also created to start taking the country more in the knowledge economy. These billions of dollars are there to be spent on really creating an advanced technology hub. All of these building blocks we're talking about, AI, new navigation, autonomous drones, these have applications on all sorts of sectors, not only defense. And the aim is to really build large critical mass capabilities like Edge, like the Advanced Technology Research Council and others, because we see this digital world, whether it is in the normal uh, civilian life when how digitization is growing, the same thing is happening in the defense industry. Every piece of equipment is getting more and more digitally connected. So cyberspace, investment in advanced technologies, investment in latest capabilities and autonomous and everything else is really part of the UAE's vision to say, we're really building these capabilities. We want to move to the knowledge economy 
these are there to grow the ecosystem in the UAE because we want to be ready for the last barrel of oil. And when it comes to cybersecurity and other technologies, we really see them as a, a fusion of multiple technologies coming together where you can't really distinguish between, well, this technology is only going to be used in defense or this is going to be used in, in civilian. They're really all interconnected. And the military and, 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 and defense sector is no different where everything is digital. So cyber and other technologies are a paramount area that you really need to enhance your, yourself and your capabilities in. That was Faisal Albanai, Chief Executive and Managing Director of UAE Defense Conglomerate, EDGE. Here's what else you need to know about on the national.ae. Christine Lagarde said the European Central Bank is ready to deploy more monetary stimulus to aid the economic recovery. Saudi Arabia's Tourism Development Fund signed an agreement with the country's two major lenders, Riyadh Bank and Bank Saudi Franzi, to finance tourism projects worth up to $43 billion in the kingdom. And two-thirds of people in the UAE expect the country to become fully cashless by 2030, according to a new poll by Standard Chartered. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this show, please do subscribe. All that remains is to thank our production team, Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. And thank you for listening.